And we're back, the Duran Show. Matt Mitchell, how are you guys doing? We're doing well. I was just thinking as we're about ready to open up that we always throw shade at Mitchell for his standard answer, it's going. But it's time to somehow reflect on the fact that you always ask us the same question when we open up. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Uh, don't care what you guys say. Anyway, back to our topic. <laughs> I'm trying to be consistent here. I'm like tossing <laughs> you guys a softball question. Like, let's get this, let's get this show on the road. All right, I see how it is. No reprieve around here. Jeez. Boom! All right. it. We're opening with hardcore controversy. Should our intro be modified? Uh, or should I we just, remain Mr. Rogers-esque? I just love how we're all nice to each other just before, and as soon as that record button goes, we're like, boom, boom, shot fire. <laughs> Matt comes jumping over the right. Hi! Sucker! And now I'm on... out. Signing out. <laughs> yeah. Signing off. Goodbye, everybody. No, uh, so we're back on a normal uh, recording routine. Finally, it's been uh, it's been a little bit, but um, lots happened. So we haven't had a chance to talk about the FAQ. I feel like that happened six months ago. We've had so many new profiles drop. Uh, most recently, the Dwarves they just released the um, the actual profile. I think that's the first time I've seen it. They had suggested or they had a narrative about it. Yeah. But what we're going to actually be deep diving is. Uh, well, however long ago, they released the Easterling Acolytes. And Mitchell went and bought like 24 boxes of them <laughs> and created a little Acolyte army, assembled them, and played a game with them. A couple games, actually. So, uh, yeah. honestly, a little bit of a review with some actual games behind them to see what you thought playing a completely new army. Uh, no, completely new model in a sucky army. I mean, the Easterling army. So... <laughs> um, gonna do me dirty like that all right all right well i i've then the acolytes came out when we were all like theorizing the perfect profile or something like that i actually wished for like i just want to fight for to attack give it strength three uh maybe i think i said defense five at the time and i think make a dragon knight and i was hoping for something like 10 or 11 points um and then when uh, the profile was released everybody bashed on it and i was like oh horrible okay yeah, bashed on it horribly. And I was like, yeah, and shade. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. I didn't want OP. I don't want like a strength four, three attack, you know, ten point model. That's you know what I mean. It's I didn't I didn't want that because then you just make a whole army of those and they become like, you know, spammed. And I didn't if want it that. Becomes auto include. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. I wanted I wanted some debate. Like, how many do you take? Do you, how do you balance this? How do you mix this into the army? And I actually love that they're defense four. I'll get into that. Um, but so when they everybody bashed on it, typical me for the Easterling army, I'm like, well, now I'm going to go get a bunch of them and I'm going to like prove that they can work. So I ordered, I did get 12 and I'm trying to work them in. I played two 12 games. 12 models, not 12, 12 models, not, not 12 boxes, 12 models. I got 12 acolytes. We'll start there and see where we go from there. But um, I, was able to play with them uh, a couple of games. I played an 800 point game against the return of the King legendary Legion in clash by moonlight. And I played a quick game of uh, fog of war against the assault on Helm's deep legendary Legion at 600 points, I think. So um, I put 12 into both lists because I wanted to see what they could do. I wanted to try them out. So first game was against obviously a lot of D eight 
Clash by Moonlight, so I got plus one to my throwing weapons, which was kind of cool. And then the second game was against D6 and some D5 with the pikes. Um, and just to see what they could do. Uh, first can we thing... A, can we take yeah. a step back? So yeah. the Acolyte, they are fight four, strength three, D4. The, aren't they one more courage? I closed yeah. the profile page. They're, so they're courage yeah, four? Courage four, correct, yeah. With throwing yeah. weapons? Two attacks. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they have two special rules. One is unyielding combat stance, which is the one that Amder and the Dragon Knight have, which is anytime they're knocked over for any reason on a four plus, they remain standing. Situational, but kind of cool. And the other special rule is the supreme agility or whatever it's called, I think. And that's where they get plus two to any climb, jump, or leap test. And they and do not that, take any in the ways. And that for was my that was my prediction that was going to be the most epic rule that nobody sees coming. Yes. Uh, I did not get a chance to use it, but I am excited because uh-huh. we'll talk a lot of theories about that. I'll just run through my game really quick, and then we can talk about all the, the, the styles of play. Um, I, I ran them. They did good. I seriously underestimated how much doubling your attacks on 12 of your models would do. Um, so one of the main things about Easterlings is that you have to pike up and you kind of clamp together and then you kind of have to fan out if you can to make sure that you don't get surrounded. And so you drop from three attacks to two attacks a lot of the time and a lot of combats as you're trying to fan out and give your heroes time to do their thing, hero combats, everything around. Um, with the Acolytes, I was able to just keep them on the edge and still keep my two attacks and then give them one pike support. They get three attacks. Give them two pike supports if you can, and your five attacks. And I didn't care if I was strength three. Hold five attacks. Yeah. Five attacks? Uh, with uh, two, two, two for the acolytes. Oh, two pike supports. So, sorry, four attacks. Oh, yeah. One attack for the banner reroll. Sorry. I was oh, including okay. the banner reroll. Um, so, yeah, four attacks. So, with two pike supports. And a lot so of times. So, five was, dice on the fight. I see what yeah. you're saying. And what I was a lot of, able to do a lot of times was get like two acolytes and then two guys to trap. So that's that would be five attacks if you were able to do that. One with plus six with the banner, and then if you're trapping, that's ten attacks. You know that like it did damage. They actually did. I I think the biggest thing that I found with these acolytes is that it's not not all up to my heroes. Like my priest actually failed three fury casts in a row. I rolled three ones, and this was against Army of the Dead. So I. Did not have Fury up the whole game. But because I was Courage 4, and they become Courage 5 once you break, like, actually, Courage was not that much of an issue. I had Kamul actually fail two Courage tests to charge because I didn't have Fury up. Still not that big a deal because I was able to immobilize uh, uh, Aragorn. Oh, because I... Sorry, I don't play Easterlings enough because I forgot you get plus... The whole army gets plus one Courage once the force is broken. Yes. And then you get that re-roll to the, if the game ends before you're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. But mainly it's that plus one courage. So they become courage five once you break. So super great late game, because at late game, you're going to have more skirmish battles anyways, as long as you're not getting blown out of the water. Um, And those models have throwing daggers, which late game, a cheeky kill here or there. Throwing weapons are really good. Um, So what this ended up happening, it didn't work out for me now. But the reason why I love the defense four on the Acolytes is because they have throwing weapons. They turn into uh, Umbar, right? They turn into the Corsairs, into the Easterling army without people realizing it. So throwing one Acolyte to throw Dagger into Aragorn 
and I had plus one to wound on Clash by Moonlight, but still able to do that and then kill my own Acolyte. And Aragorn can't hear up combat because I'm throwing daggers into my own Acolyte, which is defense four. It's a lot easier to kill him. Like, it's not horrible. Like, I get it. There's not a big difference between defense four and defense five. But, I mean, it's not it's not killer that they're not defense six units. You know what I mean? It's the, the throwing weapons are useful. It's like people bash on the low defense. But I think you just have to learn how to work that into your army because because now you have access to throwing weapons that low defense can help you against big heroes like Aragorn. So little things like that that I was trying to do. The drum with a nine-inch moving acolyte uh, throwing another six. So you have, what, a 14, what is that, 15-inch threat range um, with a drum uh, on a throwing weapon. Super useful. Like all these things that you can do. And now you have plus two to any climb, leap, or jump test. Obstacles that people are think oh. that they're protected from suddenly become like they're not protected from. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, we play against a 50, barriers. 50-50 chance of getting full range. Yeah, it's a yeah, four plus you get full movement. Yeah, so they're they remain standing on a four plus. They move over any obstacle on a four plus. And the late game, like you were saying, Marcus, against my Isengard game, it did come down late game, and those acolytes made their money in gold with the with the late game. Two attacks, throwing weapons against defense uh, five pike supports or defense five berserkers. I get I get it that they, they get defense six against the throwing weapons, but the berserkers were two attacks versus two attacks were both fight four and I kill you on we both kill each other on fives. I guess the berserkers killed me on four, but still it it was it was a good like comparison. Yeah. And berserkers are fifty points and I'm only eleven. Like it was I actually they held their weight late game. It, it, it they did end up holding their weight. And I think the biggest thing to take away was that my heroes didn't have to do absolutely everything to win the games. They didn't have to. Well, slow slow down Which a little bit. Eastern so, lean heroes that turns out to be important. Yes. <laughs> it, it, I will say it's it, for the Easterlings, they they do need their heroes to do a lot. Yeah. The some some say some would say the best leaders are those that lead from the back. Oh wait, no, it's just the Easterlings. Um, so walk us through the the Army of the Dead game. So w was it a blowout? Was it close? I missed that part. Um, no, actually, <laughs> surprise. So you I didn't actually... have your you you threw an army priest in. So really quick, your leaders were Amder, yeah. Kamul. So here's here's my 800 point list that i threw together really fast it was amdron armored horse armored horse kumul on a fell beast and kumul was my leader a dragon knight on an armored horse and a war priest i had five easterlings with shields six easterlings with pike and shield eight easterlings with pike shield and black dragon because i still wanted the fight four spread out and then i had 12 acolytes and one black dragon cataphract with a war drum that's 36 models with eight points of might super low model count yeah, it was pretty low. Um, it didn't really make a difference. I did lose the game against the Army of the Dead because it was clashed by Moonlight. And I, Aragorn was at one wound, and Amdur was at full up, I think. And I charged Amdur into Aragorn. Uh, Aragorn chose to use his free point of might to strike. I got my free strike with Amdur because of his blood... Uh, blood uh, Lord of Blades special rule. And then I lost the strike off and Aragorn dealt three wounds and Amdur failed his fate. So I almost killed Aragorn. I lost Amdur. Once I lost Amdur, I lost my uh, Dragon Knight to the King of the Dead. Same thing. I lost the strike off. The King of the Dead was either I had the charge and I was going to do, I think I even had, I didn't have a Blade Wrath, but I had the charge 
and eight dice on the King of the Dead. If I won the strike off, I lost the strike off, and my obviously one wound from the King of the Dead will kill my two wound model. No fate. Um, and then once that was, my priest and Kamul could only do so much, you know. And, I, and it's about for Clash of Moonlight, it's killing heroes, right? That's how many, how you mm-hmm. win. So I think I lost that game uh, pretty handily in the end because it kind of I, once I lost my heroes. But oh, I was amazed. Uh, was it had, close on model count? I had thirty six uh, at the end. I guess oh, kill at the count. end, kill count. Yeah, yeah, kill count is about equal. I'd say I really, I really gang, ganged up on him. With my acolytes, they were killing warriors of the dead pretty, pretty fast. So I had a good kill count on him. And then once Amder died, finally Aragorn started chopping through warriors and started yeah. evening out that kill count. But uh, it was close. It was it was close on the model count. It's just my heroes died on me, so I lost the scenario because my heroes died. But I was really, really impressed with the acolytes. I did win the second game against the assault on Helm's Deep, and I, even though I stupidly got Amder killed. And my Dragonite killed from the bomb squad. Um, I still won that game because of the Acolytes, I think. So at I love the dynamic on the first game that the Acolytes were actually your highest defense. In... I know. Isn't that funny? Because of the army striking courage. Yep. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So, yeah. It only actually... paid off once the army bonus co- kicks in. But, yeah. Because the Harbinger of Evil is what screws it all up. It's... Oh. Very interesting on that because after the you have to be careful as the army of the dead player because once you break your herald, your king, all of a sudden you lose the wounded on threes. You're back to wounded on fours. And I've played quite a bit of army of the dead lately. There is a huge difference between wounded on threes and fours. Yes. Yes. Huge. I We played a game and all you do is roll threes. So <laughs> that... So many threes were rolled. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I not. I, it's only two games. It's hard to say what they were, and I don't even know if I had the most optimal lists. But right off the bat, acolytes definitely have a place in the army. Definitely going to be playing a lot of them. It's going to be hard not to include them. Twelve was a little much. I always thought they're going to end up like iron guards. I thought iron guard. I thought you would end up somewhere between. Like I see them more functional than watchers of Karna. Which, again, nobody gives Watcher of Karna a bad time. And they're yeah. even more of a unique niche model. Yeah. But... Watchers of Karna don't have the throwing daggers. They don't have the Courage 4. And they have Defense 3. But they're well, 9. I think, they have, I think they have a better... I guess that's only against Spirits. Against Terror. Or, yeah, Spirit Models or something like that. Terror Spirits, something like that. I always thought it would be like an 800-point game, I imagine, somewhere between 6 and 10 sprinkled in. But you went... Way more, and I went even twelve. Hero heavy. Yeah, I went twelve and hero heavy because, uh, to me, that's the best way to test them. Number one, but also, man, to have the difference between. So normally, my pike block, I literally increased my pike blocks attacks by twelve, and not to say that they were always in the pike block. Sometimes they were just out on the flanks. You know, I was trying to do both. Like, I have some mixed in the middle to where I could get traps and all the pike supports, and I have some out in the flanks. But just be two on one with fight four. Yeah. That's all you need a lot of times. No, it's great. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of them. So what did you drop to come down to the six hundred point range and play that game? I dropped Kamul. Kamul and a few warriors. But you still kept the twelve. Yeah. And I think I was at like thirty two models. 
at 600 points. It actually worked really good because that Kamul is 170 points on Fell Beast. And then I just need to drop three models to be at, yeah. uh, so that's four models that drops me down to 32 models. Yeah. So Kamul eats up a chunk, but he's, he's good. He's really good, but he eats up a chunk in the army. Anything of note against the Easterlings, or was it a pretty just wash and dry? I mean, you're still winning on sixes. You don't have a significant advantage. You're throwing weapons, maybe have access to if you can get to the pike ranks. But yeah, anything of note happened there? Uh, not really. It's kind of function. It still functioned like an Easterling army. The war drum, I move incredibly fast. Now I just have the extra options of throwing daggers, which is kind of nice. So I charge them in first, and then unless I want to kill my own guys, I can have that option of you know usually i've always said that the pike block is there to die slowly not necessarily anymore like now they can do something with these acolytes so you don't have to charge a d6 one you know shielding model into their hero and hope that your heroes can just chop through more than their hero can it's now you have the option of maybe killing your own guy out while trying to do a wound with them with the throwing daggers like there's there's options now it's just more options you could still do the d6 shielding guy into the hero if you wanted to um or you could just charge your heroes into their heroes because your heroes want to kill their heroes but you fight those um those really scary lists like i don't even know like like isengard let's say so you see a lot of berserkers i saw six berserkers and a 600 point list didn't even phase me i because I, I was doing more attacks than those berserkers were with the pike block. My pike block was just as good as yours. In fact, sometimes better, you know, because I have throwing daggers. You don't, you know. So the, yeah. there was it was an interesting aspect to, to line up against Isengard. A um, couple of notes that I am bummed about about these acolytes. They do not have the black dragon keyword. So you cannot include them with your dragon knights warbands. So your dragon knights are still limited to only including black dragons in their warbands and their minor heroes. So it actually forces you to take either um, Amder, Kamul, a priest, or even a captain. Those are the only ones that can lead these acolytes, which is kind of a bummer. Until the supplement comes out and they fix that, which I guarantee will happen. You think so? We'll see. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard you it think there. they get the Black Dragon keyword? No, I think there will be a legendary legion that lets Anybody? takes the Black Dragon restriction off of the Dragonites. Dragon Interesting. Follow, follow I, me with this. So on your 800 point, like I am amazed that you still went hero heavy because I thought it would have been so interesting to run 45 Easterlings with 12 of those being crazy to attack skirmisher dudes. Mm -hmm. That moves really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Could do that. I should try that before I comment on it. My thing is it's still about the heroes. Like, the heroes, like, I granted, these two attack guys are great. You do 45 of them, that's great. It's still strength three, fight four. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's good. But honestly, where you make your money is the heroes because your heroes just I, – I even have a list that I'm, I, I might test out that doesn't have Kamul. So I, I pop in a, another Dragonite and a Captain possibly because I don't like the Captains, but – for the extra two points of might, and they can lead the acolytes. That would bump me up to forty-two models, I think, or forty models. I can't remember what it was. And I still have five heroes at like ten points of might, 
and four, like three of those heroes, there's two Dragonites and Amder, all three doing hero heroes. comp, three attack heroes, four attacks attack on the charge, heroes. getting points of might back for killing heroes and doing hero combats. That might be the way to go. Even though I love Kumul on a fell beast, Kumul on a fell beast just does so much. But I don't know, things to test out and try out. It definitely opens up some options. I think I get a banner in that in that uh, list too. I gotta look at it again. Let's see. So the, the here's the list that I made right here. It's Amder on an armored horse, two dragon knights on armored horses, a captain with a shield, a war priest, six shields, nine pike shields, eight black dragon pike shields, twelve acolytes, one dragon cataphract with a war drum. That's it. That's forty one model, forty one models with ten points of might. That seems like pretty diverse because you have like small enough heroes where magic isn't going to really make a difference as long as you can keep your 80 point models from getting sniped really quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're fragile, but you have three, three attack heroes, a support hero and a priest, and then a captain who kind of calls the heroic moves. I don't know. Are you going to be playing them at our game day? Get yes. more games in with the Easterlings. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do. But that's all I'm bringing is the Easterlings on our game day. We'll like we'll it. get some games in. We'll see what we can do with them. Maybe I'll run both lists and see what happens. Which one I like better, the the Fell Beast or the extra Dragon Knight and Captain? You have to you'll have to play at least one game with barricades or a few fences because I yeah I still think how many times do people put one or two models with the control zones to hold the line. And you can just run around, bloop, bloop. And oh, yeah. we're off. One of my favorite games that I did um, in a tournament, I had a captain on horse, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to hop this fence. If I, if I roll a six, I get to go capture their back objective. And I rolled a six, and I captured their back objective on a 10-inch moving model. Can you imagine if I had a bunch of those guys on a war drum moving nine inches, and all of them hop it on a four-plus and mm -hmm. get to move? Like I take over like anything opens up like I was lucky to get that six but on a four plus it's a 50 50 on nine inch moving models like things open up incredibly with that. They were fast before but now they're even faster because even terrain sl doesn't slow them down it seems like. Matt what do you think do you like the lower model count idea. Well, I mean, you've almost got to give a cop-out answer here. It just depends what you're going for. So it, it's really playstyle. So if you want to use the Easterlings high defense as body blockers to slow the enemy down and prevent them from doing stuff while your heroes kill through, if that's how you enjoy playing, then I love the, the high model count. Uh, well, I said that backwards. I love yeah. the low model count, more heroes. If you're looking to just swarm and play more horde mode, um, you yeah. go the opposite direction. Stack them up. Yeah, my, my personal preference is a higher model count just because I prefer not to have to worry what the enemy's going to do. So, okay, they bring magic. Who cares? I've got more models. Transfix whoever you want. And I'll send them in the back and I'll swarm you. But uh, with these new models, I actually like Mitch's strategy. If you're going to go heavy on the Acolytes, 
pair it punches, with heavy heroes. Punches really hard, really fast. And then you're, you're low defense, and you could break easily, but Easterlings get better when they break. So, yeah. Well, no, nobody gets better because, in theory, you bring a war priest to not worry about breaking. That's true. So, I, I count although I would, the amount of games the war that priest. I used, the amount of games that I use the war priest for Blade Wrath instead of Fury, though, like I rarely actually use it for Fury these days. Like maybe if I'm breaking and I'm I really don't want to even try to take Courage Test, then I'll pop a Fury. But um, or if I'm facing Terror, like Army of the Dead or or Angmar, but Blade Wrath is. You pair that, and I, I did try it on a... I put a Blade Wrath in the second game on an Acolyte on, against a trapped, his trapped leader, and I lost the combat. But that would have been a Strength 6, 4 attack Acolyte on a Defense 7 Isengard Captain. Blade Wrath is like plus 3 Strength, just flat? No, it's Strength 6, no matter what. Strength 6. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, very cool. Excited What's to hear. Background? Matt's got like a little like TikTok video going on in the background or something. <laughs> no, it's my messenger keeps going off. Mm. Um, Matt's starting his new life. Follow him on TikTok. <laughs> at the ginger is red. Hey. hey. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to do. I put this background picture up. Uh, this was a blog post on Drawn Combat oh, yeah. by uh, Dan Stewart. He, uh, he, one thing I, I love the new Acolyte models. I even love the Gears of War look with the buffy arms. I do like that. I did not like the heads. I didn't like the, 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 the weird mask, uh, you know, and the light armor on the head. It just didn't look quite right to me. It didn't look quite Easterlings. Um, but I did see him do these conversions and he did even the sleeves to cover up the arms, but he did this head swap and he did a, a whole blog post on drawn combat. And you guys should look it up because it's really, really helpful. I did do these with my Easterlings. I replaced the heads with the Easterling helmets, and I think they look 10 times better. Uh, and I kept the beefy arms, but he also included a t- tutorial on how to do, like, green stuff sleeves. And they're, they're, that's what my background is right now. They look pretty sick. Oh, okay. I, so you were asking me right before we started recording. Yes, now I do remember because the sleeves. Yes. That's a lot of green stuffing. Yeah, Holy that cow. is. That's a lot of green stuffing. I, I didn't do that. I kept the Gears of War look, but I did swap out for the Easterling helmets because I, I like those a lot better. I think I'm the only person that thought that you like Marcus Phoenix. Like as soon as I saw him, yeah. I was just like, Cold Train. Yeah, like, that's pretty much what I thought. I love uh, it. I can't unsee it now. I just and it's even worse with the the forearm <laughs> armor. Yeah. It's the same thing. These big beefy guys with the forearm armor, and they're like, Yeah, let's go. But anyways. Well, I wonder if the sculptor is like super skinny. Like this, <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm gonna make a beefy model. I feel like it's the same guy that made Aomir with everybody like fat shaming Aomir with the stretch pictures. <laughs> he's overcompensating. No, he's got yes. these super buff guys. We've got yeah. uh, we've got a bunch of super running around. I have them in front of me. They are pretty buff, but they look cool. So. <laughs> I do like the models. So the uh, the other new profile that just came out, or the dwarf profiles this week, we have a let's I, I, we have a couple of minutes. I I do want to talk about those because I feel like within well, it's the weekend right now, so I feel like by the end of the weekend we're gonna get a message where Matt bought 
assembled and finished painting his new dwarf heroes. Um, so we're going to get some <laughs> test games out of Matt here shortly. But uh, also a lot of controversy. Everybody's hating on these new heroes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I think Even you guys. Just, to be, to it, be specific, you guys too. I haven't bashed on them quite yet. I, I like them because they, honestly, Old Dan, I played the crap out of Old Dan. Um, back when he was fight five, he still had the plus one to wound Master Forged Axe. Um, and he had the the vulnerable special rule where he was 250 years old. He did not have the unlimited standfast. He had a 12-inch standfast. He had two fate, not one fate. Um, but he was fight five. So that was the big difference. And I loved that profile. I used to play the heck out of him. I think he was 125 points back then. Obviously, the, the rules have changed and everything since then. I just don't like this. If he's not game-breaking, he's not good. Reaction from everybody. Do you guys remember the uh, the digital profile for the Easterling War Priest? Strength, Strength six, six, five, yeah, yeah, six attacks, six attacks. Yep, six Fight might, six. six wounds, six fate. Yep. Yes, I feel like that's the profile. Everybody, but he he has to be sixty five points. Yes. <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> looking for that model. Yes, everybody uh, wants that model. So I like the profiles, but I have one major gripe, and I'll start with the gripe, and then we'll go from there. So I'm going to compare and contrast, and I made this point earlier with you guys, but I think I'm going to do it for the sake of the show. So the new Dane Ironfoot is basically Thrain for 10 points more with two less fate points. So I'm going to do a compare and contrast with these rules that just came out. So Dane moves five inches, Thrain moves five inches. Dane's fight six, Thrain's fight six, both strength four, both D8, both have three attacks, both have three wounds. Now, Dane Ironfoot in the new profile has courage seven. Thrain only has courage six. They both have three might, three will. Dane has one fate in this new profile, Thrain has three. They both have the crazy dwarf stand fast. Now, the new Dane Ironfoot has some extra heroic actions, but they both have strike well, actually, Thrain has Strike and Defense. And what does the new profile have? Resolve, Strike, resolve. Strength, and Challenge. challenge yeah. The new profile, he has like almost all of them, I think, except March and Channel. Yeah. And the, yeah. And the shooty ones, obviously. So looks like so the what? new Dane is fearless, but he comes with a negative, which is the venerable special rule, um, having to re-roll. And he's got the weird Thrain Standfast. So, okay, Fearless is kind of cool. And Battlewide Standfast, yeah. Which they both have. But he's Courage 7, so... uh. Yeah, so you're paying for the Courage in the profile. So, anyways, my whole point in this is all the good stuff that Dane has, Thrain pretty much has with the exception of Fearless, and he's 10 points cheaper. So I don't get it. So I feel like they are setting us up this would all be fine if he gets Thorn's special rule for the Airbore Reclaimed, which means he becomes a six-inch banner. Yeah. So I feel like in the supplement, we're about to see that the army bonus will apply for Dane if you bring him. Because I think I saw somewhere else, too, that uh, everything is going to be changed to Airbore Reclaimed, including the Iron Hills Dwarves. Did you, I yeah. don't see that on the profile. Yeah. I think yeah, I saw no, that was a keyword. It's under it's under Thorin's profile. It's under the um, if you take this model or Dan, uh, Lord of the 
uh, Erebor or whatever. It's under that. Everybody yeah. becomes Erebor reclaimed, yeah. right? So the yep. banner would yeah. affect the troops. So I feel like the fact that the point sink seems a little off is about to get fixed. So I have hope. Because um, if you've thing... got a banner for all your Iron Hills, yeah. six inch wide, pretty dang good. Yeah, this this brings up a cool point. I will counter with this is that Thrain only has access to Erebor warriors, which are strength three, whereas Dan has access to Iron Hills warriors, which are strength four. So that's a big difference right there. Uh, so what he can lead is a lot different. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing, too, is I, I pointed this out when Helm Hammerhand was released. They released it at the book before the model came out, right? So they released it in the War of Rohan supplement. And you were given a profile, and then you were given the Legendary Legion right next to it. Nobody had any problems with the Helm Hammer Hand profile because this Legendary Legion was so good. He gets two, two free might per turn, potentially. He gets Mighty Hero and Free Hero Combat. But if they had just released just the profile, I wonder how many people would have actually liked it. So I'm, I think you're right, Matt. I think this is setting up for a Legendary Legion where they're, in, they're incentivizing you only take Day and Iron Four or Thorin in the Legendary Legion and you don't do these alliances because it's going to be much more worth it in the Legendary Legion than it is in his regular profile where he might be slightly overcosted. Yeah, you're probably right. I do say I hope they don't do it only as a Legendary Legion because... I would like it to be able to run the army in alliances because they've set up the alliance matrix in the new Thorin profile. So I really, really hope it's not just only in a legendary legion that it gets good. Mm. I, did I misread this? I thought if you took Old Dane, you can't take a named hero from other army lists. No, you, or is you it can't. only your army list? No, no, you can take other ar heroes they that is in Erebor Reclaimed because... Like, there's still Dwalin. You can still take anybody that wasn't dead by the time the, the battle Easterlings in the... The assaulted the, Erebor, yeah, yeah. The war in the, the north. Yeah, war in the north. Yeah. Man. So you can still take... You can't take, like, Balin and Thorin and Feely and Keeley and uh, stuff like that, but I think... But you, you can, can still, still take, take Loin. You can still yeah. do all those Champion of Erebor profiles. Yeah. And all that. Uh, Dwalin can't ride his goat. Yes. Dwalin can't ride his goat. So I was very happy they did not give these mounts. So this is another new hero option that don't have mounts. Yes. Sad. The but, goats uh, must not like living around the mountain full time. The goats <laughs> left them. Well, Mount they're under siege. Hate. They're defending. There's not a, they're not attacking. They're, they're under siege. You got to go watch some ministerial recaps because I'm pretty sure every time they were under siege, the knights kept going, charge! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. But they all died. So, <laughs> <laughs> not in the books. That was a legit strategy. Um, the, Mitchell, the only thing I was going to say is pretty much exactly what you said. I, I feel like this this hype around these models are so overcosted. It's people are only looking at the stats and not what it does to the army and having access to strength four. We've talked about this a hundred times. Matt's complaining about his army that he's building right now. I'm not going to spoil it. But every model, he just sends these all these messages like, I can't believe I'm spending this much time on a strength three model. Like, Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like having it's yeah. going to be incredible. You don't have to buy Grim Hammers to get, or uh, not even Grim Hammers. You don't have to buy King's Guard. You, you don't have King's Guard to get yeah. access. You'll have shield and spear troops that are strength it's four. shield wall formation. That are yeah. D8, so shield wall with the 
fearless unlimited battle range purge stand fast still slightly yeah i could see it still slightly overcosted but he's fight six with three attacks that's plus one to wound and has almost every heroic action with three might like it's solid. still good it's still yeah. really solid for 130 points it's Dumb. really solid and then we'll see what happens with the legendary legion it's like these acolytes um the you look at the base profile and say oh my gosh they suck Okay, but how do they function in the army? Like having two attacks on a nine inch with Wardrum, a nine inch model that can move over terrain, throw weapons, now suddenly secure your flanks. And, you know, like it, it actually works really, really well. I see, Matt. Now, I will say that, that the new Thorin has probably the coolest new rule they've introduced in a long time, just because of the fact that you got a one in three chance of free might, it's not automatic. So it's not like master a battle for something else, but a one and three is not bad. Yep. And then the fact that you can change your heroic action. The one thing I, they messed up is this is the one guy who should have had heroic challenge because <laughs> just for the sake of saying, I declare a heroic challenge. And then when they go strike, you'd be like, never mind. <laughs> but I used it. <laughs> that would be great. I strike every round. <laughs> yes. That is oh, great. Yeah, it's, a, it's the only rule that's as similar to Amder's rule as I can... Actually, it's better. But Amder's the only profile that I can think of that has a similar rule, and that's only for strike. So Amder gets it where he can call a heroic action. If someone else calls a strike in combat with him, he gets to change it to a strike, but he still loses the point of might kind of thing. But his is everything. So it's better than Amder's. It's good. Yeah. I've held off for so long buying any Hobbit armies. This might but, be the tipping you know, point. Yeah, this this should be it. But I, hold, think through one more time while we stay on this topic, though, because there's a few niche heroic actions that you really would want to use with the special rule that they didn't give them. What's the other very underused heroic action? Resolve. Yes. So they should have given that to him too, because heroic move with Thorin, your your enemy calls channeling. I change Never it. To I'm switching oh, it to resolve. Oh, I was thinking out so... of order. Yes. So if you're going yeah. first and you move and he goes channel, yeah. Never mind. I'm doing resolve. a resolve. That yeah, would I would. Cool. I, I I would definitely agree with resolve. The the it would have been like the opposite. One. It would have been the opposite of themey because Thorin and resolve is like an oxymoron. But. Yeah. Well, but it's the new Thorin. We don't know if he was cool-headed or not. It was cool-headed. That's just literally the name of his special rule. It's cool-headed. Like, what? The whole, yes! That's <laughs> the line of the special rule. He was cool-headed. Yes. Literally, yes. that's the name of his special rule. All so right. I would give him resolve. I wouldn't give a challenge just because of the cool-headed. But I love that resolve idea. That's really cool. I wish that they had given him that now. There's still time, Jay. <laughs> hey, it says the rules are it depends on how fast they publish this. Yes. I know. Yeah, our current schedule that we should be able to get this out at least by July. <laughs> uh, no, I, that's a cool idea. I didn't think about that. But yeah. Hmm. Options. I just love that people are so upset that it's not a game breaking bulk or something like that. You know what I mean? That bulk sucks. So Marcus is going to break into the Hobbit. This is big. I'm shop. I'm actually shopping for Iron Hills Warriors right now. I forgot there's like a beautiful bundle you can just buy from Forge World. I think they took that down recently, didn't they? 
or is it still up? Oh, it's I usually it sold out because it's got a little bit of everything, but that's what I bought. I bought the big bundle and I got started. Do that if you can get it. If you're going to break into the Hobbit era before me. I still have yet to. Matt I, even oh, gave Hobbit models. He gave I, me uh, Thrain and uh, uh, Thror, and I still haven't even opened them. <laughs> I can't do it because I've got my Lurtzis Scout army that's still in progress because I'm going to use the crap out of Heroic Challenge as soon as that army list is done. It is such a cool army list. Yeah. It might suck, but it's such a cool army list. I I don't know if it will suck. Strength 4, not 8-inch uh, moving, 11-inch moving with a war drum. 13-inch moving. You mark. No. Is that right? 8-inch? It would be 14. Oh, 14. 14-inch moving army. And uh, that's sure. what I'm going to do. But you don't even have to call a march because the march has the restriction of staying within six inches of the hero who calls it. That can be hard. A war drum does not. A war drum is 12 inches and you can go anywhere you want to once you've activated, you know, like once you've called the war drum. I thought you had to stay within. Not in the war drum. The war drum, you have to. uh, The war drum, if you beat the drum, anybody within 12 inches has to march. Yes. That's the penalty. Yes. That's the penalty. It's been a while. Now, but isn't it you sound the advance? When, At the he, beginning of the when move he phase. moves, no. The war the drum, the war drum is so March has oh. the the penalty of you have to end within six inches, but you oh. can't activate it once you move the hero. That's the war cool. drum's at the start of the move phase. Oh, okay. Yeah, but still, to have an eleven-inch moving army, yeah. every I turn. always take I always take the war drum and the fast-moving um, armies. They're so much fun. I I still to this day I play Cond and I do marches with Cond and I move fifteen inches. That might be my fastest army because of the calling marches so much. But Easterlings is probably like my my fastest infantry army just because of that war drum to consistently move nine inches and then 17 inches with a fell beast. I, I did it just for fun, but I threw 34 inches with my fell beast in one turn just because I wanted to. <laughs> it's so much fun. The side of the board. Yeah, I literally said, OK, I'm now on this side of the board <laughs> like. Okay, so before they release the rules, I got to know. So if you guys are building an army with these, are you going both the new Dane and the new Thorin? Or are you mixing in existing champions of Erebor that are still qualified? Combination? Hmm. They don't have any synergy between them currently, correct? Not that I can see. Legendary Legion pending. Yeah. I think because you're they're probably well not probably I just haven't been on the web store to actually go shopping. I'm assuming they come together. So as such, I would play them together. I think I would opt to hoard out. So if I was building my first army, I would opt to hoard out and do these two heroes and add whatever whatever smallest hero I needed to get enough troops. So I would like to run an Iron Hills Dwarf army with 45 to 50 models. That would be the goal. I don't know if I could get there. I don't, I don't mess around with Iron Hill army list that much. So that might just not be feasible. But that what would is, be my first uh, first thought. Is the new Thorin um, Stonehelm, is he hero of valor? Yes. And is Dwalin a hero of valor in uh, Erebor claimed? Yes. The only other option I could consider is maybe Dwalin. Um, pretty similar. But honestly, I, I love the new what? Thorin. Yeah. I am Gloin. Yeah, Gloin is, is also a good option. Gloin's Gloin an option. option. What what's what is Gloin? A hero of fortitude in that fortitude. list? Fortitude. So. So. Two wounds, 
uh, I think two fade. I can't remember. Yeah, so he, but he's got the three attacks plus one to wound. Yeah. yeah, three might. Well, I set it up for trickery because at the bottom of these rules, I see Brand, King of Dale, and Bard the Second. So I am totally, I am totally allying, and I am finally going to get a good use for Dale. You know the they legendary might... legion. It's not going to be pure. It's going to be the alliance. It's going to be like yeah. the Rohan Helm's Deep alliance setup. That's exactly what it's going to be. I am. Awesome. I am curious. So we've been talking about this legendary legion for the dwarves who are defending Erebor. I'm curious about the legendary legion for the assault on Erebor because, to my knowledge, so Kamul led the attack against Lothlorien, and he was in Dual Guldor at the time. So I don't think Kamul will be in the legendary legion for the assault on Erebor. To my knowledge, Amder was the one at Pelennor that Aelmir battled, or at least that's the, the guy they made up to be the guy who Aelmir battled on the, the plains of Pelennor. In the so GW lore. In the GW lore, right? So, well, the, in the book, Aelmir uh, jumped off and, and fought uh, the Easterling leader in single Prince combat. Epic. Yeah, whatever. The, whatever. The Easterling commander or whatever, one-on-one. Um, and then they made up this profile, Amder. So to my knowledge, I thought Amder was on Pelennor. So that doesn't leave a whole lot for the assault on Erebor for hero-wise. So that's my only two named heroes. Don't I won get your Berserk. hopes up, because I was looking for my Berserker captain, my Urukai Berserker captain, and look what I got for Legendary Legions for Helm's Deep. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You should have had a Berserker captain. I think a Berserker captain would have That been. would have been my absolute favorite mod. Well, King of Lesser, still probably one of my favorites, but a Berserker Urukai captain model. Yeah, that would have been cool. Come on. How could that not be the best? I, I have to admit that would be pretty cool. I would pay 100 points just to, just to play <sighs> with the model. Yeah. So. So they have two options. Either they invent a, they release another Easterling profile, like either the maybe even the I I keep seeing people say the the Easterling uh what is it Emperor or whatever. I doubt it. I really doubt it. That might be cool, but uh, so either they release another profile or they make the Dragonites captains and priests like super good in the Legendary Legion and all the warriors super good in the Legendary Legion. Um, that would be the only thing I could think of. There will be a new spell called Arm Fury that makes them all strength four. <laughs> curls. Arm day. <laughs> call it, it'll be Friday Night Curls, but yes. like in Mordor dialect, so you don't actually yeah. know what it translates to. That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, I am excited to play against these uh well i'm assuming i'm playing the easterling army um there's only a certain amount of people playing so if i play three games and don't play you i'd be surprised but i'm excited to play against them we'll see we'll see i'm excited to play with them i gotta get them painted up that's what i'm doing the next couple days so get them painted i also ordered another dragon knight because i only had um one on horse i have two on foot and i keep meaning to get the other second on force so i finally ordered that so that's coming in on Tuesday and I'll get him painted up ready for next Saturday. So that should be fun. So I'll have, I'll have some varying lists that I can do. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think this is going to be a shorter episode guys. Our last one was pretty long. So um, I think we'll leave it at here and we'll come back in our next, uh, our next take, hopefully have some more battle rep battle reps. Uh, yeah. But we have we we came up with a really interesting topic. I'm excited. We didn't have enough time to get into it properly tonight, 
But uh, our next episode, I think, is going to be pretty fun. And it's really focused on or derived from these new profiles that have been released over the last two, two and a half months. So mm -hmm. looking forward to talking about it. That's a little cliffhanger sales pitch for the next episode. But <laughs> thank you, listener. Tune in next, tune in next week. Yeah. Single so. listener. Thank you. Bye, Mom. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>